0: Reminded early this morning by reading passage of scripture that this day was not dependent on our ability. It was not dependent on our talent. I read from Psalm 16 from where I preached this morning, and David said, He said, My goodness extendeth not to thee or in other words my goodness my talent my skill you don't need any of that God spoke to me and said what this day is about is my faithfulness it's about my goodness it's about my mercy So don't get wrapped up in your talent and what you can do or get wrapped up in your skills and how you can impress people. He said, you need to remember that this is the day that the Lord hath made. I'm the one that offered this day and I've got everything in it that you need. It's all about me and it's not about you. And if we can keep that straight, it will transform our worship. It'll transform our life. To know that this is not about me, it's about Him. Amen. Everything that I do, I live and breathe and I exist because of Him tonight. And when I depend on Him and when I lean on Him, God always comes through in a great way. Hallelujah. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord and let's praise Him. Hallelujah. 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 I joined with Brother Landon. It has been a great day. Amen. A great day. Baptized two of our children this morning and when we were through with that, a young man that had come with Jordan Bird that he just met just a few days ago, began to converse with him and Jordan said, I really didn't do anything. He just started talking to me about God and about scripture and I just started sharing with him what I had known and what I had experienced. And the young man stood right here and said, I, I've been traditional, and he named the denomination, and he said, I've done all of that. I've been formally baptized. But he said, about two weeks ago, the Word of God got a hold of me, and I realized I needed to be baptized. I needed the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. And so I just looked at him. I said, do you really want it? He said, I want it. I said, well, let's pray right now. And I'm not talking about an hour or two hours. I'm talking about in just a few moments. Tears started flowing down his face and he began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. Oh, uh, yes. Hallelujah. And then we took him into the water and I said, if you're going to do it right, let's complete this picture. The death, burial, resurrection. Let's go to water and be baptized. And we baptized him in the name of Jesus for the remission of his sins. Folks, there's still some folks that are hungry. Oh, uh, yeah. You may not think it, but they are. And this is no time for us to try to become like something else that we aren't. Amen. This is no time for us to be gimmicking around and playing with stuff that doesn't need to be played with. Amen. We just need to embrace what we are. Amen. Anybody know what you are? I'm Pentecostal. I said I'm Pentecostal. I'm not ashamed of that tonight. I'm not apologetic for that. I am thankful that I have been baptized In the Holy Ghost, I've been baptized in water in His name. I'm not ashamed that I talk in tongues. Amen. It's not not a gimmick. It's not something that we do to entertain ourselves. It is a genuine work of the Holy Ghost. And it still works, folks. Amen. It still works. And you may not even be ready to witness, but God's going to bring somebody in contact with you that needs to know a little bit about what we're experiencing tonight. And then this afternoon, Spanish church baptized three and had several receive the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, church, it's it's time. It's revival time around Greater Life Church and i promise you i told brother san miguel not long ago if we don't get busy they're going to be having the morning service and we're going to be having the afternoon service because they're out, they're about to outgrow us folks and i don't like that not that i'm against that i'm for it but i want us to grow and god proved to me this morning that there's people that are hungry and and if we'll just be Just be what we are. Don't try to say, well, you know, that's what some people said or that's how it used to be. Just say it like it is. The day, the book of Acts was never finished. We're part of the ongoing drama of redemption. And until the Lord decides to take his church out of here, we might as well be Pentecostal. Amen. We might as well be spirit-filled. Water baptized, tongue talking, holy rolling. Oh, uh, yeah, we've forgotten all about that. Turn with me to the book of Acts, chapter 2. I thought I would go somewhere else today, this morning. I didn't have any idea I was going to preach what I preached, but God had in mind what He wanted to say, and that's all right with me. I just just want to be careful that I give him the right of way to do what he wants to do. But I want to go back to Acts chapter 2. And I want to read again to you and in your hearing the birthright of the church. And I want to read with you and I want you to read with me. Very familiar portion of scripture beginning with verse number 1. Acts chapter 2, thank you for being here, great to have guests with us. Remember, God is in control tonight. Acts chapter 2 and verse number 1, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Nobody taught them. Nobody coached them. They were filled. And that's what happened to that young man today. Nobody prompted him It was just a work and an act of the Spirit. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem, Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. Now when this was noised abroad, what is this? What had happened in that upper room to that 120 or so that had gathered there? The multitude came together and were confounded. Because that every man heard them speak in their own language. And they were all amazed. And marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans. And how hear we every man in our own tongue wherein we were born. Skipping down to verse number 12. And they were all amazed. And were in doubt, saying one to another, What meaneth this? Others mocking said, These men are full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, You men of Judea, and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words, for these are not drunken. "...as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass, in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my Spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions." And your old men shall dream dreams and on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit and they shall prophesy and I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood. Before that great and notable day of the Lord come, and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And everybody said amen. Amen. He went on to preach what I read to you this morning, and when he got through preaching all of that to them, they were so convicted, they said, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Somewhere de- during the time, Brother Kilgore was here with us. He opened my Bible, I guess by mistake, or did it on purpose. I don't know. But Brother Kilgore read this passage, and he went through, and he underlined, and he left me some notes. He said, there is a conjunction that connects the work of God. And there are 20 times, or thereabouts, the word and is used to show the, the growth and the multiplying of the work of the Spirit of God. God never intended for this to be something that was done in a corner. But he intended for it to grow and grow and grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. And, grow and, grow. and you hear me. The only time the church has stopped growing is when they stop being Pentecostal. And they started trying to be like the environment that they were in. My message to you tonight is Pentecostal. And unapologetically I am that tonight. Hallelujah. Let's clap our hands to him right now. And praise him. Hallelujah. 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 God bless you. You may be seated. I'd come tonight not with just a sermon but I come with a passion in my heart, and I come hoping that I can share with you just in a few moments what I feel in the Holy Ghost. But I've come to tell you and remind you, Greater Life Church, that the world doesn't need our talent. It has got more talent than we could ever imagine and ever hope to have. There are singers that can outsing us, and there are musicians that can outplay us. And there are men who are much more crafted in their words and in their oratory than any of us. But I am here to tell you that we have something that the world doesn't have, but the world desperately needs. And that is the spirit of the living God. And that, my friend, is what it really is all about. And we are living in a time when if there ever was a time that we needed to be Pentecostal that we needed to be spirit-driven and spirit-led and spirit-inspired people. It needs to be right now in this hour in which we live because the world's problems are not going to be solved in the White House, and they're not going to be solved in the Congress, and they're not going to be solved in the United Nations, and they're not going to be solved on a battlefield. But the answer to the world's problems is still at an old-fashioned altar when a man or a woman submits their life to the power of God's presence and allows him to become Lord of their life. That's where the answer to the world's problem lies and it lies within the confines of a spirit-inspired situation. Amen. Amen. While so many of our churches are moving away and trying to become like everybody else, I feel an urgency to be more Pentecostal than I've ever been in my life. And I want to tell you why. Because the world's conception of what we are is different than what we think it is. There are a lot of us that are of the opinion that if we weren 't so Pentecostal, we might not run people off, or we might not turn people off. Well, let me tell you what one of the leaders of the largest denom- or one of the largest denominations of the world said. He said across much of Africa and Asia and Latin America, Pentecostalism has become the de facto southern way of being Christian. A leader of the National Catholic Church said that. In 2008. And in 2013, the Wall Street Journal said that Pope Francis went to South America for one reason, and that was to stem the tide of the Pentecostal influence on the Roman Catholic Church. Because for the first time, Catholicism has dropped from 94% to 64%. And that drop has been because of a Pentecostal outpouring and because of a spirit move that has transformed the lives of people. I've come to tell somebody here tonight we don't need to back up and say oh, I'm not that, I am that and I'm not afraid nor ashamed to tell you. I want to tell you again tonight that we were born in the fire and I refuse to live in the smoke of confusion in this hour. Amen. The world needs what we have tonight. They may not understand our worship. They never have. Read the book of Acts again. Listen at what they said. Some of them were confused and some of them just outright thought they were drunk and a lot of them made fun of them. But you know what I like about those men and women that were in that upper room? They didn't let the opinion of the world and the environment that they were in change them into being something a little more watered down. They were just as radical. They were just as wild. They were just as drunk as you could imagine. Why? Because the world doesn't need me to water down what I am. They need me to stand up and be what I am. And I am Pentecostal. I want that Pentecostal power. I want that Pentecostal anointing. I want that Pentecostal spirit. I want that Pentecostal help. I want God in this place. Hallelujah. 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 In order for that to happen, there's not a lot that has changed through the years to bring that kind of spirit outpouring. First of all, those men and women put themselves in the right environment for it to happen. They were in an upper room and they were waiting They were being obedient to what they had been told, to tarry until you be endued with power from on high. I'm here to tell you, church, that you're not going to be able to live in just any kind of atmosphere and see an apostolic Pentecostal move of God. You're going to have to get in the right atmosphere. And the right atmosphere is an atmosphere of prayer and praise. And when you get in that place and you begin to pray and sing praises to God, amazing things can happen. And so it was, they were all together. Everybody say all together. And they were in one accord In one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. And these men and women who had never experienced anything like that before, they didn't try to avoid it. They allowed it to saturate them so much so that they became like drunk men. They were men and women who were willing to allow God to be what he wanted to be in their lives. You know what I'm afraid of? I'm afraid that the present day Pentecostal church has become too cute And we become too sophisticated and we have become too prim and proper and we are afraid to allow God to really move like he wants to move in our midst. Where he controls our lives, where he controls our action and where he impresses us to do the things that we do. These men were willing to become vessels. They were willing to become recipients. And they allowed him to be what he wanted to be to them. And that was a vessel to show forth his glory. And they were not ashamed of the opinion of those that were around them. Sometimes when we look at the New Testament church, I'm afraid that we think of them as being in a sterile environment where everything was going their way and everybody was on their side. And there was a great pro-Pentecostal movement going on. I've come to tell you that was not the case. Jerusalem hated them. Jerusalem had done away with their leader. Jerusalem had crucified their Christ. But in the midst of that hateful environment, in the midst of that ungodly anti-Pentecostal atmosphere, the Holy Ghost was poured out. Don't tell me Houston is too wicked. Don't tell me that Houston is too vile. Don't tell me we have too much immorality. If God could do what he did in Jerusalem, God can do it in Houston, Texas. God can do it in this city. God can do it in this church. No matter what's around us, God's spirit is greater than the environment that we live in. Hallelujah. I've heard people say things before that, you know, if there was unbelief in the building, God couldn't move. Who said that? God did a lot of things where there was unbelief. Does the unbelief of your life or somebody else's life undo the faith of mine? Paul said, absolutely not. And I'm tired of letting the unbelief of some who were ashamed of who they are to affect what I am. Amen. I think it's time for us to declare what we are and to declare who we are. People don't need a self-help. My God, they can read that in the newspaper. They don't need somebody to pump them up and make them feel good about themselves. There's all kind of, in, uh, 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 I better be careful what I call it. There's all kind of people that can give that kind of advice. You know what most people I meet need? They need a Transformation. They need a whole makeover. They need something to come into their life that changes their whole life. Their outlook, their inlook. everything about them needs to change. And you can't do that with self-help. It takes a transformation. It takes something so radical as a spirit infilling. It takes something so radical as a Holy Ghost outpouring to transform the lives of men. It's what turned a weak and feeble Simon Peter into a bold and powerful preacher. It's what put backbone in those men and caused them to not be afraid. Listen to me, church. Please help me. Please listen to me tonight. We need to stop apologizing for what we are and who we are and just stand up and be that and let God do what he's good at doing and that's saving people that are hungry and want to be saved. Amen. When it was all said and done, these men were not turned off by what they saw and they weren't turned off by what they heard. You know, that's what some people are afraid of. Well, Brother Hughes, if if we get too rambunctious around here, people are going to be turned off to that. Oh, give me a break. If they go to rock concerts and that kind of garbage and football games, they can't be turned off by what we do in here. I mean, we don't do anything obscene in here. And they go to that. I mean, I saw a little clip on the news the other day of a tailgating party that went wrong at one of the big major football games and before it was over with they were bashing each other over the head with beer bottles blood flowing everywhere that did not happen around here and yet when we come to church, we think, oh, Brother Hughes, if we get too loud or too noisy or too worshipful or somebody runs the aisle, we're going to, but you know what? All of that, they were drunk. They were acting like people that had just hit a big bottle of Jack Daniel. They couldn't even stand up straight. And these men said, whoa, whoa, these guys are drunk. Peter said, oh, they're drunk, but not like you suppose. They're, they've been drinking, but not from that fountain. Ah yes And when Peter got through preaching They wanted what Peter preached about They weren't turned off by it I'm here to tell you There are more men like LJ That came this morning They're not turned off by my worship They're turned on to a power That's greater than anything They've ever felt before And they want it They need it They desire it more than anything else Hallelujah. Clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. You can be seated for just a moment. I am fearful that if we change for the times, they're not going to want what we have. Amen. Do you know that the denominal church world is dying right now according to the latest statistics? There are more people that claim to be Christian than ever before, but there are fewer Christians that are actually going to church. Why? Because nothing changes. Nothing happens that's radical enough to transform them. And so they figured out that They can get just as much if they stay home. And they've been taught, once saved, always saved, so it doesn't matter. And so they stay home. They stay home because the church, in its effort to try to be like its environment, has lost its appeal. Amen. You know why they wanted what these men had? is because it literally transformed lives. It's so transformed. Go through and read the book of Acts. Look at the things that happen in various settings and those that wanted that power so that when they laid hands on people, they too would receive the Holy Ghost because there was such a transformation that took place when the Holy Ghost came on those people. They Listen, folks, if we change... I promise you, the world is not going to want what we change into. So let's just be Pentecostal. Amen. Because somebody's hungry. There's another LJ that's coming down the road. There, there, there's a an LJ in your life that's just waiting on you to stop hiding and just be what you are. You don't have to be ugly. You don't have to be mean. You ought to be full of the Spirit of God, but you ought to be ready to give an answer for the hope that lies within you. You ought to be able to tell people that say, you know what, I would go to church, but church is so dead. Not at our church. I I, I would go to church, but church is so boring. Not at our church. I would go to church, but I don't hear much Bible. Not at our church. I said, not at our church. Amen. Let's not change for the times because they're not going to want what we change into. And if there's any message that I could say to any pastor that's trying to make that move to become more acceptable, I would want to tell them that when you get there, the world's not going to want that because they already have that. They already have it. If you just look around, there's... It's everywhere. What they need is a power that can transform them. And that power is in this place tonight. And I don't want to be apologetic for it. I'm not going to apologize. As a matter of fact, I want to be like David. Micah, if you're ashamed of me now, (laughs) if I'm embarrassing you now, oh my, You better not be looking here later on because it's going to get worse. Amen. A Pentecostal church is what our world needs. Not a denomination. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about some creed. I'm talking about a spirit anointed, spirit driven, spirit altered body that when we come together and we begin to worship, something begins to move In the spirit world Something begins to move in the soul That pulls a man or a woman And said that's what you've been looking for That's what you've been hungry for That's what you've been asking about That's what you've been inquiring That's what's brought you to my word again And may you That's what the young man said He said I've been drawn back to the word of God And I've been reading again And I found in my reading That I need it (laughs) Oh Did you hear that? They they want it, folks. They want it. Amen. Pentecostal. From the top of our head to the sole of our feet. Not denomination, but spirit-driven, spirit-led, spirit-anointed. And when we do, there's going to be things happen in this place that's going to blow our mind. You know what amazed me this morning is how easy it was for that young man to receive what people that's been around it all their lives struggle to get. It's not that way, folks. It's It's a gift. The Holy Ghost is a gift that God gives us, not something that we work to earn. It's something that we receive. And when we get to the place where we will surrender in that way, it'll happen again and again and again and again and again. Come on, Greater Life Church. Stand with me right now and lift your hands and let's declare who we are tonight. I am Pentecostal. I am Spirit-filled. I am Spirit-anointed. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord.